feel the time, the training, or the inclination for strategic thoughts. Let's play Hey, Sean. What's up, buddy? What's going on? I'm tired. I didn't sleep well. I woke up about 15 times in the middle of the night. Why, what's going on? Just, I don't know. I'm just anxious, man. What are you anxious about? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not, I wasn't really that anxious. I don't know what it was. I really don't know what it was. I think it was hot and it was cold. And my neighbor upstairs noisy and my neck hurt. I don't know. I think that's... Uh, yeah, all those reasons are probably why you weren't getting sleep. Yeah. How are you doing? How are you? I'm all right. You know, enjoyed the weekend uh, as best I could. My hair, <clears throat> looks, my hair looks dumb, right? It doesn't look great, no. Look at it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, no. It's just like, just stick with bald. You look good bald. It's not. This is not what anybody wants. I mean, I think I'm, you know, I like it. I'm just, just trying it out, just seeing what it looks like. I know it's going to look dumb, but, you know, I'm not in the business of looking good. I'm in the business of looking funny. I'd say, but it's funny in the sense of, like, you're a pedophile. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like, oh, God, why? Why would you do that to yourself? You can be funny without. But listen, eventually I'm going to shave this top part off. I think if you shave, if you make, like, a true, like, George Costanza chrome dome all the way around. Yeah. I think it would look fine. It's just having the top part. You like it needs to be like, do you know what I mean? I mean, no, I don't get there. I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I'm wearing a hat 90% of the time these days. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I'm just it's an experiment. And my my girlfriend is encouraging it. Oh, well, you know, somebody needs to just be the dissenting voice every now and then. And I'm well, happy to do that for you. Yeah, I get it. I mean, there's a reason why I haven't done this until now. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, so our guest, he's from the UK. He's a chef. He's got a new YouTube show about movie reviews. It's not about movie reviews. It is movie reviews. He's not <laughs> reviewing other people's movie reviews. So that would be interesting. That would be if somebody just broke down. There are a lot of movie review shows on YouTube. Yeah. In fact, I have my own movie review podcast. There you go. Well, Check it out. Sean and Kevin's Infinite Movie Crisis. I'll pitch it to him. We'll see it. Um, all right. All right. Well, let's let in Steven because Oscar's going to be late. Oscar's never shown up. I haven't seen him in ages. Yeah. Let's let him in. Yeah, I did. I already did. Steven! <laughs> Your hair looks almost as dumb as mine. The weed here. Wow, this photo is wild. Man. I love that photo. Come on, you gotta start your uh you gotta start your video and yeah. Join us. Join us here. Hey, here's Oscar. Just in the nick of time. Right, late. Yeah. Oscar, how are you? Oscar, the friendly ghost. Hey. Hey, hey buddy. Let me change this microphone thing real quick. Yeah. Do that. You should do, do it. that. I'm doing it. What's up, Steven? 
Can you hear me? Oh, he's on mute. You're on mute, buddy. Oh, that's yeah. such a boomer move. I was, I was just going through all these settings all day. Sorry, I was getting, nice. getting ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> there we go. I'm still awaiting my jab, but... Yeah. Where, where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in the Midlands. It's the middle of England, so I guess it's technically classed as... It'd be like the Rust Belt of England. Okay. What's the biggest city in the Midlands? Uh, Birmingham. Definitely mine. Birmingham. Panic on the streets of Birmingham. <laughs> a little bit. There was a, bit, a little bit of panic buying. Everybody was... Second that they saw it happening somebody else, like Australia or something. And toilet paper. Oh, yeah. We did that. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a fun, uh, fun month. <laughs> yeah man oh, yeah. welcome it's been a long time coming um happy to have you on oh, thank you for having me it's been it's been hilarious because i like because i've been watching just you guys stuff for uh probably well for a while now come to think of it like it's nice seeing sean booty bump barry like your line i like i i, I wanted to get the ass kissing done out of the way early but like your line about that i eat a lot of cake but i have no cake but, <laughs> but just Spot. You're, you're welcome. I'm glad. I'm glad my uh, internal struggle of all time can bring you can bring you joy. <laughs> yeah. So we're, so you're back. You're back cooking these days. How's that going? Oh God. Well, it's been a year off. At, th- at first, it was just a year off. We went back to work. I think in October for a little while, but we opened up strictly takeout because we've got. You guys have gotten rid of your floppy blonde tit running your country but we've we'll start having to deal with ours and he's like he, he's just flip flopping on certain oh. things so like if you're an owner or whether you're a chef like you you just don't you can't it's really hard to gauge whether you can open up or because if the business just isn't there and so we only ended up doing a couple of weeks of takeout and then what was it third lockdown or second by that stage it's hard to remember at this point i I, I love the Britishism, floppy blonde tit. I, really, I, I, thought, I really thought you were calling coronavirus a floppy b- blonde tit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's amazing. I completely forgot Trump was president. It's been so long. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that happened. As, have you guys felt any different? Because, like, how long has it been now? Was it November? November, so, he's at, out of office on January. the January. It's been January. five months. Because I, I was mentioning this to a friend of mine the other day that was like, oh, we haven't really heard much of him. And they said, yeah, he, they banned him from pretty much everything, like Twitter, which is like, that was his biggest soapbox, right? Yeah, no, yeah. they banned him off all social media because he uh, tried to have a mini coup happen back in January. Mm. And uh, we're like, all right, that's, 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 the, that's the final line of the sand we're not yeah. willing to <laughs> But it literally was like a switch went off when – Biden became president. It's like, oh, things are significantly better. Still not great. Did they ban Trump from everything? I feel like he also kind of just was like, I don't give a fuck anymore. No, he got banned from <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest. Pinterest. Tumblr. <laughs> they took his Tumblr away from him. They took his Tumblr. <laughs> it took his, it took his uh, beautiful... LinkedIn. Um, they took his live journal away from him. Uh, <laughs> oh, he was trying to show everyone's favorite drapes and, and blinds on <laughs> Yeah, I don't do that anymore either. But, uh, uh, so okay, so you're back to cooking in person. You got actual customers sitting inside. Oh yeah, and we we 
we've, I think every cooking establishment, it was April 12th that you could open up if you had indoor, uh, no, outdoor seating. So obviously if you were a smaller establishment, maybe you didn't have a pub garden, like you were just fucked for like another month because it was May 21st that Boris opened up for indoors. I mean, we bought benches for outdoors anyway, but yeah, we opened up, was it what we now, the 1st of June? So yeah, we've been open like two weeks now and oh boy, after a year off of just, um, essentially sitting in this chair and not doing much, like maybe a bit of yoga, but I mean, not much else exercise to go straight to a 14 hour day. Like the day after those days, yeah, you're, you're, I'm using my granddad's walking stick while getting around the house. Does, yeah. does the world know about our, uh, our stupidity in terms of like <laughs> New York? No, I'm not talking about the entire country because the entire country is dumb, but New York has its own brand of stupidity where we allowed people to eat outdoors, but we would build like houses mm. outdoors <laughs> and then people, like maybe leave a, with the window a crack or maybe have one wall missing. Yeah. It was considered outdoor seating. Does, do, you, do you guys know that we did that? Um, well, we get away with that, that exact same thing with smoking indoors. If you just remove one wall, it's suddenly outdoors. And you can, and ashtrays down because that was a, I mean, chefs probably more so than most professions. I don't know, maybe if you work on like one of those crab boats or something where like smoking is, it's not required, but it's essential. Do you smoke cigars? um, I have smoked a cigar on occasion. If it's a special occasion, like someone's died or something. Uh, I mean, uh, like it's a wedding or, or special you know. Special occasion. Uh, <laughs> someone died. Someone's yeah. baby died tragically. Better get a Cuban out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, oh, as long as there's less humans, like. I'm, I'm just wondering because like sometimes me and my, my buddies will get cigars. And I, th- I, I don't know, would, Sean, would you say cigars are coming back in the u.s or they just like have always been kind of at a low simmer or what i kind of yeah i feel like they've always been a quiet niche where it's mm. like you're either a cigar guy or you're not like it's yeah. not like you're either you know it you try it once and you're like i'm in on this or i'm out <laughs> yeah as soon as the air feels chewy and the smoke that you're blowing out it feels like you could choke on it yeah 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 you'll, you'll know then whether whether to continue down that path or not yeah i just realized what's your background what's what's going on there um, well, I don't sound like I'm from the, like the Midlands. Like, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever heard of a TV show called Peaky Blinders? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that similar, like, oh, everybody talks like this from round here. Uh, and it, like, it's constantly voted the least attractive and least smart sounding accent of all the British Isles, which uh, is hard because the British Isles has, even though it's like seven times as small as the US, we have far more difference in accents like between i mean even between like boston and new york it's not that not all that strong that's what you you don't know you can't hear the subtleties (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah the midlands i don't know it's it's ego free and that's why i like it here because luckily you become a I, i don't know about anybody else but i became a chef because i assumed people always need to eat like i i can just always have work i mean you never plan for a pandemic because you just, you just never think there. Like, women was the last one that kind of shut down shit as much as this one has. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's unventured territory, but the Midlands and the North are a little bit more working class than the South, like London, which is just 
where everybody thinks everything in Britain happens. And and so they're a bit more bougie down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas we're we're a bit more, it's a lot like Game of Thrones, it's like the north, oh, you know, yeah. which is a bit more hardy and just a bit more built for work. And so being out of work, certainly for the Midlands, which is kind of the hub of everything that's being built, it's been fucking strange territory. Yeah. Well, I I mean that's all interesting, but I meant the like the desert landscape. You meant your literal background. <laughs> What's behind you? Oh right yeah, now? that's I knew that's what he meant too. <laughs> this was uh, I think it's just uh, I used this for like a porn shoot. I think once I can't remember. Have you really done a porn shoot? No, it might be a sex tape. I can't remember. There was a lot of Molly uh, over the last year. You know, you have to keep yourself entertained if, when yeah. you're locked indoors. Mm. And I made a lot of solo uh, sex tapes. I once, <laughs> I once made a Pornhub video of me jerking off at, just at the end so I could plug my podcast. Yeah, I got negative views, though. Yeah, I did like it. I did like it. I didn't want to be the first one to leave a comment, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, so what type of food are you cooking these days? Right now, if, if, right now I'm doing, you know, like those greasy burgers where you almost prefer to eat them indoors by yourself because you know you're going to need a lot of napkins going to be dripping with sauce and whatnot the fries just get covered because that's in right now with the culinary zeitgeist like filthy food and so you see a lot of these places like popping up a few years ago it was salted caramel 10 years ago salted caramel was considered pretty high tier upper class bougie food and now it's just the standard everywhere everybody knows what salted caramel is your salted caramel bath salts if you want to eat them but um, right now it's, it's filthy food and, and, and All about it's, that. it's, yeah, cause it's more enjoyable. <laughs> I, I just speak for others, but like as me as a chef to every different job to cook something completely different, something that's not my wheelhouse that I can learn something and it will be thrown into a new environment. And so it's fun doing something that's, I guess, in at the moment. What are, what are the bougie things now in, in England? um oh god sushi everyone loves sushi and and people who love sushi are get really up themselves about recommending sushi like oh you go there wasabi is from paste Uh, and so people get really up themselves about sushi places which like i don't eat i don't eat fish personally but um i don't know about you do you guys sushi sushi seems like a massive thing over in the states Oh yeah, I'm a fucking, yeah. I love sushi. Yeah, I definitely eat sushi. I've been on myself since I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I fucking, what? Yeah, I, I got some sushi last week, and there's this one place near me that just fucking just gives you tons of fish for mm. a lot, for like a good price, which is hard to find in the city. Why don't you eat fish, man? How do you be a chef and not eat fish? <laughs> um because i most of the time i don't eat the food i cook <laughs> by the time that you actually get to serve it and especially with if you have just have a set menu that you yeah. change every three months or so by the time you actually do get to serve it you've already eaten it so many times as you're tasting it and as you're cooking it if it's something like i used to work in like country pubs where we would do i know like a beef stew with dumplings but i'm doing like 40 portions of stew at a time and then just reheating it as and when it gets ordered which is just easier and so by the time you and like you can you, chefs pick at everything so much that our diets are 
possibly the worst yeah (laughs) well you never you should never trust a skinny chef right like i mean yeah but as you say i'm skinny as shit and i have tried so sean i have tried to put on weight (laughs) yeah no i'm i'm very jealous of that i would love i'd love to be able to eat whatever the fuck i want man thin that sounds great (laughs) especially dad bods are in right now right they keep saying that, but I've yet to see anybody actually be like, that guy, yeah, that guy's hot. Yeah. Those are in when you're fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. In your yeah. But yeah, then- it helps if you have $100 million and you have a dad bod. Mm-hmm. You see the pictures of, you see a movie with Tom Cruise, and in the movie, he looks great because they've touched him up with CG and whatnot. You see him behind the scenes, you're like, dad bod, right? Yeah. yeah. But no one's seen that. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you're doing uh, a YouTube channel now with a lot of movie reviews right how'd you get into that um well i'm doing the movie reviews because it's it's easier because i i don't have to be on camera i can record just i can stare at a script because that's the, one of the things that i hated about having to do the boyish rants that i did before was i first off i don't like looking at my own face and i thought nobody else would either so with these movie <laughs> reviews it's like all right let's cut down the FaceTime, and it's just easier on me yeah um the almost the same with the movie reviews as the boyish rants is just shit that I'm thinking of anyway. That like if I'm watching a film, I'm like, ah, like that doesn't happen like that, or like that was weird, or or like if something happens in politics, I'm like, well, that's a bit of hypocrisy. So I'll just it's the process of me just just working through it because I'm just a naturally angry individual. So it's it's the process of me working through it and trying to comprehend it. I just happen to record it and put it online for it. I, I'm not massively self-promotative just because it's 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 almost any views or likes though i am grateful for them are almost secondary to me getting where i want to with whatever subject i'm covering or whatever movie that's a good mindset i think (laughs) if you could have sex in any movie what movie would you have sex in (sighs) well the first thought i mean you want to go like gravity would be cool but you don't know how much leverage you're going to have in zero g right yeah you might fly <laughs> off and die oh but by the yeah. way ask plus Oscar, some fluids are gonna uh... hit you in the face <laughs> yeah it's yeah. also a catch, tense movie catch that airborne ejaculate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> speaking of uh gyrating and thrusting i wanted to say oscar you're uh in your in your the video of how to dance starring jess grippo you know so you can put up a little link down there below we're not that fancy. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't feel like it. I barely edit these things as I do anymore. <laughs> well, this is why, like, when Andrew messaged me about this, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, somebody I don't have to edit. Fuck yeah, I'm down. Like whatever it is." <laughs> is when she was teaching you guys the technique about uh, the look about staring off at a menu, seeing something you like. <laughs> as Andrew showed me, you were just there like that. The Oscar was still doing the thrust and nobody drew attention to it at all. That's how I look at a menu. Get into it. Every time. I really do have a weird obsession with menus. Like I I can't really pass by a restaurant without looking at their menu. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm just like always so curious about what ingredients. Called ADD. That's what you have. I'm just obsessed with food. I mean, I just want to know, like, because you can tell a lot about a restaurant from their menu, right? Like, you can tell. Yeah, and, and you can you, you could tell a lot about the chefs by how it's worded as well. Yeah. I, I worked at a small Irish 
grill house um and i've watched enough ramsey's kitchen nightmares in the u.s to see like there's enough of those in america like just on the side of the road like irish grill houses and they all have problems um but it was in an area called witten in birmingham which is almost entirely muslim and which is like a, first off a weird place for an irish grill house um <laughs> but i when i when i got there there was a chef who was there before me who just from excuse me just from looking at his menu i could tell how up himself he was that he was charging like 11 pound for a risotto in super like urban witten and that, and just from reading the menu i could tell and his name was on the menu as well which is oh it it still gets me you can also just tell like if there's too many items on the menu you're like oh he yeah kind of knows how to make most of these you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's very hard to like really dial in a recipe unless it's something like you really worked your ass off and you have a team helping you or like whatever yeah the the teamwork is because you can work with people if that you hate. Like I've worked with front of house members who I hate, and I've told them as such. But as long as you can communicate and be professional, how do you tell them? Be like, I just want you to know, I hate you. <laughs> I think it was. I think the first one because there, there's been a few. Um, it, it's it was a front of house member who wrote wrote something on a ticket. And they got something wrong, and I was looking at it, and I looked at the head chef, and I was going, oh, "That's wrong." And I asked him to change it. I said, oh, we've only got two of them. And I told you we've only got three. And he took the check out of my hands and went, hey, handed it back to me and said, all right, yeah, do it. I was like, all right, let's crick the neck. Let's crack the knuckles. Time to whoop some ass. You just, it's easy enough when you threaten to drag their face across the hot plate. The message sinks in fairly easy enough that you don't have to implicitly state that you hate them as an individual. Yeah, that's fair. It's all about the look, look of rage on your face. Yeah, we all get taught that at college. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie uh, Waiting with Ryan Reynolds? I always yeah. feel like that's the most accurate representation of what the, you know, like a wait staff and chef and cooking. It's always like it's every, every kitchen I've worked in, you know, I've never been a chef, but I've worked as bartender and mm-hmm. server and stuff. I'm always, it's always, there's always an animosity between the front and the back. Yeah, for sure. Never a pleasant exchange. Yeah, waiting's waiting's a good one because there's a couple of members of staff who are actually like the chefs like as like little sister, don't they? You know, they're almost like a family. And that's true of a lot of places. There's been a few chef movies, but in waiting, that moment at the uh, at the end of the night when all the chefs are there watching the clock, like, come on, yes. And then somebody brings in a fresh table of two and all the chefs flip that shit. (laughs) Yeah, they had they had a chef on staff making sure they got shit on point. That's for sure how it happens we're watching the clock like oh fucking come on come on i've been here for 17 hours come on come on let me go let me go <laughs> but when you go out to eat uh for, for yourself is there anything uh that you're particularly drawn to like a genre of food that you like really like oh god damn that's hard because most of the food's most of the food I eat is terrible, now, especially during quarantine. Like I've, I have mastered, and this is something that I learned from. I can't remember. It was some Americans might have actually been Action Bronson's. Fuck, that's delicious. Mm. But mm. shout out, but whatever. 
um, was <laughs> I've mastered American pancakes, the really thick ones, and nuggets and syrup, chicken nuggets and syrup. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck it, goddamn. Goddamn, you boys do something <laughs> right over there. <laughs> we, we give America has a lot of faults, but the one thing we know is how to eat yeah. food. <laughs> a eat, lot of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, have you seen those jiggly ass pancakes lately yeah i keep getting notifications you watch one or two and then the the algorithm goes hey you must like these japanese souffle pancakes right i haven't heard of that i kind of want to try them i I saw the they got big enough that they were on the great british bake-off so you know (laughs) do you guys get the great british bake-off over there yeah oh yeah i love that show people love it over here it's a very big obsession for people. I like Noel Felding. So once he, he got on, I was hooked. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a good chat. I, I do wonder about, like, like because I'm just curious whenever I get the chance to speak to Americans, like, the royal family. Like, personally, what do you guys think about him? Well, I think the I'm queen's curious. vagina used to look a little better, but it still looks good. Uh, I feel like most Americans truly don't give a shit. And then there's like that same ones who are like read any gossip magazine like it. Yeah. You know? And then there's like then there's like the Anglo, there's like my mom's like an Anglophile, so read anything on, you know, the British royalty. Like, you know, like they'll watch the crown any day of the week. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a fuck about the royalty, but I am I am kind of an Anglophile. Like I I mean I you know what I was reading before bed last I was reading Evelyn Waugh short stories. <laughs> well uh, that's not too bad actually you, you can learn you can learn a thing or two it's not like reading i mean nobody would read like hunter s thompson before bed yeah. i mean that's not something yeah. you can drift off to i love, I love fear and loathing though that's a great novel yeah for sure um but yeah i fucking read wode house i read pg road wode house novels shit um I, I got given recently for my 30th which was last month yeah Oh, I got oh, given. Can you see? Am I gonna have to? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That with the embossed cover as well. Sorry, this is this is nice. a capitalist only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not our. It's our podcast, right? This is our <laughs> collective podcast. Well, I own the means of production, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I've never read that book. Where have you? Is there anything interesting so far? Um, oh boy. Well, I feel like I feel like anybody who reads this nowadays, like because we get only a certain amount of press coverage of what happens over in America to over here. It's always it's always selective by whatever the algorithm gives you. And so I think a lot of the people who are proclaiming socialism haven't actually really read any of Marx's stuff. <laughs> Because yeah. I've gone from reading the manif- manifesto of the Communist Party to the Gulag Archipelago, which paints two incredibly different pictures of Russia. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Now the problem with this the socialist movement has been really co-opted by like what's trendy in social media. So like people mm-hmm. be like, "Ooh, fucking uh, some celebrity retweeted Bernie Sanders." And they have yeah. no fucking idea. They're just like, oh, I'm broke. This seems like I'll make me, might make me less. They have no, no one, fuck, people don't read in America. We all are, we, America has just a fuck ton of blind confidence and it mm. gets you surprisingly far. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
I wonder, do they read the Communist Manifesto in like China and Vietnam? Was that a thing that a lot of people read? I don't even know about now, but just like historically. I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's like a different version of communism. Because that's the biggest one. No, it's the teachings of Mao in China, isn't it? Right, they have their own. Mm -hmm. At some point they had to be like, well, where did Mao get this, you know? Well, I'm pretty sure Mao was able to be like, no, these are all my ideas. (laughs) one of the benefits of being a dictator is being like no, no no it was me yeah emperor as well oh, right chairman, yeah. wow dictator emperor yeah nobody else became emperor oh napoleon could you well, call napoleon a dictator if he yeah. was i mean he didn't last very long what was it like seven years mm. i think he got hit a decade to be a real emperor yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's is your guy's favorite dictator I have to say, uh, I mean, I like all the Roman dictators, you know, Marcus mm. Aurelius. Uh, I don't even fucking remember. I, I listen the- to the, the History of Rome podcast before I go to sleep, and I so I remember very little of what <laughs> I've always been a fan of Fidel Castro. Just, yeah. He, he seemed to get them all into shape. I mean, he could do a better job of keeping the Cubans out of our great country, but other than that... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people should, yeah. That, that was a joke. I don't want it to be canceled. No, all. yeah. Don't worry. You, know, you know what? I just realized is <laughs> like Fidel. I mean, he chomps a cigar. He fucked a lot of women, right? Yeah, yeah he was a big he fan a of beret. Here's the thing: all the, take out all the oppression and you know killing people stuff. Had a pretty sweet life. Like no, that's just, that. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the name Nomen est Omen? No. Uh, it's Latin. Or your name is your destiny and fidel right that means faithful right and castro i don't know what it means but it sounds like castration it's kind of like <laughs> just cutting off the tip of a cigar i just remember hearing one funny story about castro smoking cigars uh he was invited to uh, i think the un i might have this wrong but uh he came in and he was smoking a cigar and you're not allowed to smoke in there and he's just like keeps smoking the cigars. Everyone's waiting for the cigar to be done, right? And then like he gets down to like the end, right? Where the, the label's there. And he like he can't even hold it anymore. So people are finally like, all right, thank God, like he's he's done with the cigar. And then what he does is like takes off the label and then just like gets like this like toothpick and then just plucks it into the cigar and smokes like the very end of the cigar. People are like, oh no, he's still got to wait for him to finish that cigar. Just... Yeah. See, uh, maybe, maybe Sean, you're right. Maybe like, cause as dictators go, Fidel was balling. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he actually earned his title. He fought, fought back. Like there's a lot of good, you know, if you take like the first 15 years, he was great. And even mm. then, what, what does he produce? Great baseball players for my, for my Mets, uh, hot women. They they they, have, they keep the sweet ass cool sixties cars. Yeah. No one mentions that part. Like ah, yeah, the problem is they fucking they treat they treat the whiter people way better than the darker people. All right, but that's planetary wise. We do that. That's that's yeah. all of us are bad. Literally every single country in the world, the lighter your skin is, the more likely you are to be a part of the ruling class. Not Canada. No, Canada's that way too. What do you mean? They just found a ton of indigenous bodies underneath in <laughs> in British Columbia. Yeah, so wait, is that like, technically our fault then? No, no, no. <laughs> anything in, anything above fucking Maine is on Canada. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. we, anything south, that's America's fault. Mm. 
I wonder why that is. I wonder why like darkness, like even within Thailand or within Japan, like people with darker skin, like it's an insult to say someone's dark. Like why, why, why is that such a universal thing? I mean, I would have to assume it would just come from some sort of evolutionary thing. It's probably, it's probably just because the people who are darker work in the fields and then people in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's mainly, it's class-based, like money divides us more than race, but so check out the communist manifesto. (laughs) Yeah. But I was thinking about this, that, that, I think classism is a bigger problem than racism. Like, I met that's my, my experience as a fucking blue-eyed white man. But I think because well, I, I far hate richer people, <laughs> and this might be my own bitterness. I far hate richer people than I do. I don't know people who aren't white. I mean, that shit just doesn't fucking make sense. But well, I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like the rich elitists of this country fucking hate the poor whites mm. far more than they hate people of color like yeah i mean that's always the ironic part of our republican party is they're all the rich elite uh you know because they fucking hate their constituents they fucking hate them and it's the <laughs> it's no it's like you know you're talking about the midlands are the midwest all that that's 85 percent white and they just mm-hmm. coaxed it full of drugs and opioid crisis and poverty and you know, taking away jobs and automation just just devastate them they fucking hate them so mm. i don't know it's this is a weird conversation from cooking food <laughs> my, it's not it, my first podcast like normally normally anybody that goes off on like any sort of tangent it's like oh right on let's just let's go down this room yeah, and then just keep the, driving. Hard, the hard part is trying to make it back to the part where you split off yeah yeah it's trying to make good conversation food yeah i would i would attempt but I know that uh, at least from what I understand, like the there's like the classism, at least in London, there's like sort of it's more pronounced like there's like this posh sort of accent and like mm-hmm. social attitude. And you could almost yeah. like hear the way people talk and people like the they like they're sort of cultural. Too. They do it here, too. Yeah. But like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, what's <laughs> up, guys? You know, they. You know, you can have some guy from New York and the same person from New York be like, hey, how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah. It's like the Departed where Leonardo DiCaprio has two different accents depending on where he's from. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. I, do, I do it myself. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I uh, what do they call it? Code switching. I code yeah. switch. I, I code switch. I have like so many code switches. Yeah. I've got my Jewy code switch. Yeah. My African American code switch. I got my rich code switch. I got my Italian code switch. I fucking <laughs> yeah. I don't speak to Italians, but yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's the Irish in you, right? Yeah, it might be. I like to think it's just growing up where I've grown up. I've learned to just, 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 just my disdain from uh, deep, uh, deep trauma. Right, yeah, deep right. Trauma. Deep, too far. deep like trauma. Every you don't sound bitter at all. Yeah. Every single episode, we have to go in depth on how Sean you you brought the you you said the I word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I I mean I, I've got a friend who's uh he's he's Irish and he'll fucking hate that I'm mentioning him in this context in this story. Mm-hmm. But we because we take the piss out of him all the time, just say like, "Hey, where's your farm?" and stuff. You know, <laughs> obviously, the English we were just like, "Now nah, it's our farm." Like, <laughs> I fully understand 
how like every, the, the whole bitterness that everybody has towards anybody British or anybody English. Like I, I grew up, I went to culinary, I guess, college in Scotland when I was 16, which was a, mm-hmm. has a huge culture shock from the Midlands to Scotland. And like, I do plan on moving back there because I mean, they're just far better. My, my kind of people. Than, yeah, I, like this, I like Scottish culture. Well, what, what were some of the biggest shocks when you moved up there? Uh, first off, the accents. Like, I, I was 16, so the only encounter I had had with Scottish accent would have been, like, I don't know, watching Train Spotting or something. And, you know, which isn't exactly the best. <laughs> you don't want that to be your only example. Um, but, <laughs> but after, you know, you spend a certain amount of time up there, you, you, you it becomes like a second a second thing now and now it's easier like people have asked me oh you know you're gonna move up there at some point and i do plan to before i'm 35 move up there um like because there is a super bitterness towards the english from scotland and fucking rightfully so um sorry can i swear is that yeah no we we swear all the time oh right on um and it's it's an understandable bitterness that the scottish people have my plan is that the second i get over hadrian's wall to move there is to switch to a Scottish accent and just never leave it. And they'll can never we, know. Can I hear your Scottish accent? Hey, well, it depends where the boots you want me to see. I mean, whatever comes into me head, it's, it's not hard. I, I, I lived there for, I see, a bit of part of a year. And so you hear, you hear it quite a lot, because there's quite a lot of di- dialects in Scotland as there is in England. In England, it's kind of like a fucking, you go around like a clock and it's like a fucking trying to tune a radio. Mm. That's my Scottish accent. All right, do some lines from Braveheart now. <laughs> you can take our lives, but you'll never take our fucking accents. You can that take makes me laugh. Life, is but you can't take our penis. <laughs> is like a, an, an, an anti-Semitic. What is he Australian? Yeah. Um, uh, no, no, no. He was born in my hometown. That is, then he moved to Australia. Did they? Did they technically claim? Is it like everybody thinks Hitler is from Germany? Like they claimed him. Yeah, he, kind of. Like, well, because like, like up until like '97, everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, Mel Gibson." Yeah. So like, Australia's like, "Yeah, that's our boy." And then uh, <laughs> I guess Mad yeah. Max. Yeah. Yeah, Mad Mad Max, the you know all that stuff. Very road. That that wasn't too bad. Uh, there's been better films. What was, <laughs> the la- what was the last terrible film you guys watched? Uh, <laughs> Well, I do a movie podcast on my own, so we have to, I we occasionally review terrible movies. I ever see Bullet oh. to the Head with Oh uh, no, but do tell. It's with Sylvester <laughs> Just... Stallone. Oh my god, it's so fucking bad. It's literally he's playing like a hitman down in New Orleans who uh, his partner's killed. But like it's like he's just like an idiot. It's a terrible Sylvester Stallone movie. It's just a big dumb idiot. Where they the whole movie they're teasing a fight between him and Jason Momoa with axes. Mm-hmm. And it just never happens. It's just, it's awful. Uh, have you seen the movie? I watched a movie and I didn't know that movies had sponsors like this, but The Pool, it's a Thai horror movie and it was sponsored by Pizza Hut. And it's oh, a guy shit. stuck in an impossibly deep pool with an alligator. And that's the premise. <laughs> and he gets a Pizza Hut delivery partway through. And right that, that was quite bad. That was right quite on. bad. <laughs> the dog knocks, knocks the Pizza Hut pizza into the pool after having a couple slices, and the pizza just like falls and it lands, and it's like 
perfectly in uh, <laughs> in perfect condition and it's just like yeah. eating the pizza. I was watching this movie White Tiger uh, on Netflix. It's like about classism in India. And it wasn't that bad. I just couldn't finish it just because there were no like redeeming characters. There was no one really likable. Everyone was just an asshole. Mm-hmm. So. I felt I felt like that watching Army of the Dead. Oh, that was bad too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that. Took me a couple of times to get to get through that. That was stupid on a few levels. Yeah, that's like three hours long too. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's that, a Zack Snyder movie, baby. Yeah, but I feel like more than any of a Zack Snyder film, I feel like this is the first one where he's truly allowed to be super into he you know he fucking yeah. wrote it directed it he's the director of photography which like yeah <laughs> this film the depth of fields like yeah and nothing's focus. ever in focus it's fucking yeah. gray super distracting but then you get distracted because he does like one cool thing you're like oh is the rest of the thing gonna be yeah. cool and then yeah. no it just sucks like it's like oh <laughs> it's yeah. dave batista fighting a zombie with hand-to-hand combat cool zombie yeah. tiger cool mm-hmm. fucking them explaining their feelings to each other awful yeah, no. And that one chick with the red bandana who's like, oh, I've never killed any zombie. And then she gets trapped first by the guy who's clearly there to betray them. Yeah. He's the Paul Reiser character from Aliens. Yeah. I'm here to collect super dangerous biohazards weapon. Yeah. And, and she's like, I haven't killed any zombies. And then when she gets trapped, every shot is a headshot and she lives for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Your suspension of disbelief just goes out the window, which yeah. is hard to maintain with a snack snyder film yeah but how did you feel about the Snyder? i have you seen the snyder cut oh i've seen the snyder cut all <laughs> for here's the thing so on my other podcast sean and kevin's infinite movie crisis we made sure to watch the original cut that came out first and mm. then the snyder cut and when you do it that way the snyder cut is like two twice as good as that version because yeah. it's actually like a movie mm-hmm. but it's still way too long the there's again there's always that dumb stupid shit but then you have some cool stuff in it and it's it's entertaining enough it's yeah it's like it's still but it's still like why did i waste four hours of my life watching this <laughs> yeah and i've seen it five times you've seen it five oh, times that, that's almost a day i did contemplate doing a video on it a movie review but after covering solo and solo was two and a half hours long yeah and that video came in it's of like 32 or 38 minutes which is by far the longest video I've done that wasn't a podcast. Okay. I just knew if I covered Snyder, the Snyder cut, it, I would just, I'd be done. Yeah. And, <laughs> and plus, everybody else had already covered it by that point. There's, there's enough videos out there on the Snyder cut. Yeah. All right. Well, I, before we go, because I'm feeling really mentally infirm right now, I didn't sleep well <laughs> and I got to go hold this open mic. But I want to know, Stephen, can you recommend any films coming out? Like, what what are you most excited to see coming out? Um, I don't. How do you guys feel about Edgar Wright films over there? Who's that? What did he do? Like, Edgar he did like, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Oh, uh, he did Scott guy. Pilgrim, which which was a good film, but it felt very American. Like, it, the Hot Fuzz and whatnot had a had a look to them and, a, and an aesthetic that I think it could only could only be. Um, just, in British weird. film, Hot Fudge, uh, Hot Fuzz, and whatever. I, Shot I of the Zen, Dead. Shot of the Dead. Yeah, I've seen them both, but for some reason, I didn't love them. And really? I, yeah. I generally love British comedy. Like I, 
I love Spade. It's a niche. Yeah. Those are like three of my favorite movies of all time. I just, I just, I don't know. I just didn't, didn't find them gritty enough or, or intellectual enough, or I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I'd say his new film, Last Night in Soho, the trailers just drops and, and that looks interesting because he's, he's fairly cinematic as a filmmaker without being indulgent to the levels of like Zack Snyder or Christopher Nolan with Tenet which like, is another one where I felt like they just let Nolan just do whatever he wanted. And it was just an orgy of cinematic <laughs> excrement. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good way of describing town. Wait, what is that? So- Soho? What is it called? Last, last, night, no- in last night in Soho. Yeah. Oh, what's that about? Uh, I, from, the, from the looks of the trailer, it looks like to be some crazy supernatural shit, which is always fun. All right. Yeah. It looks like, like a time spending, like yeah. the girl. The girl like is renting an apartment. When she looks in the mirror, it's a different it's girl, girl in like in like the sixties. Yeah. So like it's all happening at the same time. Watch the trailer; it looks good. Yeah, it looks crazy. Where, where do you post uh, your video, your film reviews? Um, I have a YouTube channel, Semi Bitter. Um, it's, it's somebody said one day that I'm super bitter, and I said oh, I'm only semi bitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I thought to myself, like, oh, God damn, that's good. I keep that's like a production name or something down the line. You know, stick it on a business card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so and, and the shorter ones go on my Instagram, which is at Rody Hill. Mm. Nice. I'll have to check that out because I need some uh or I guess it would be not recommend film recommendations, but what not to watch. Oh yeah. Well, I do cover I think the first five were recommendations but the last one solo i mean i don't know if you guys saw solo but uh, no. i saw solo yeah it's i had a lot of i had a lot to say on it 38 minutes to be precise but i couldn't <laughs> put that one on instagram so i had to just post a picture and be like peace i'm out don't hate me it's star wars day yeah, <laughs> yeah you do a great job on those production's good editing everything's good on those all right, I'm Appreciate sorry that, that I wasn't fucking more on the ball and energized. I just like, I don't know what's wrong. With it's, it's all right, we covered for you as always. Yeah, the cocaine goes <laughs> in the tissue under the tap and then up the butt. It's, yeah, it's in a lot. You gotta time it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, you, you, you take care of this, Sean. Do it. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Please give us a follow at Knowledge to Eddie's on all social medias. Follow me personally at Big Bear Sister on Instagram. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Steiner on Instagram, Twitter, and all that. Don't follow Oscar. No one wants to follow him. Stephen, can you tell him where to follow you one more time? You follow me on Insta at Rody Hill or on YouTube at Semi Bitter. All right, perfect, everybody. All right, we'll see you all next week. Steven, thank you for doing this, man. No worries, man. Anytime. Catch you later, boys. Bye. Catch you later. (laughs) Woo! Woo!